You know what's true about this world? We like to celebrate flashy things. But what about courage? What about bravery? What about suffering? This is the place we give credit to what often goes unseen. This is the place we honor choosing grit. Ready? Uh, No. Hey everybody, welcome to I Choose Grit. So excited for you all to hear this sweet conversation I had with my guest Danielle Noth today about what it's been like for her to live with something called Williams Syndrome. Danielle is my boss's sister and I've known her for about four years, but I've especially gotten to know her well since just over two years ago when I started working with her family while finishing grad school. This is officially the first episode that has made me choke up a bit while editing it because there are a few things Danielle touches on that I did not fully recognize the magnitude of while having the conversation with her. Number one, almost immediately you'll hear Danielle mention her desire for home. In many ways you'll hear her explain that she's referring to being with her family, but I think she's touching on something a bit more universal than that. Secondly, was when she said how hard it can be when people don't recognize what you have as a gift. And really, one of the main reasons this space exists is to wrestle with how we can embrace the ways our life looks different. As you listen to this, you realize in many ways Danielle totally gets that. I wanted to feature her because, as I'll explain, she's been a gift to me. And I hope this provides you with some hope and encouragement in the midst of some insane times we're experiencing lately. Enjoy! Hey, lady. Hey. How you doing? Thanks you're for good. being here. No problem. So, Danielle, to start off, because I know you're a movie guru, top five favorite movies. Oh. The Wizard of Oz. Classic. Um... The Sound of Music. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, seven Brides or Seven Brothers. <laughs> we got a theme going here. Yeah. Um, the King and I. <laughs> um, I feel like you're a big Muppet movie fan. Yes. Would that be the fifth? Yes. So basically you're a musical guru. Yeah. Is there a character that you identify with in any of those movies? Mm-hmm. Dorothy. Dorothy? Yeah. Why? Um, Dorothy is a really, um, loving and caring person. She cares a lot about people. She wants the best for people and she wants to go home a lot. Hmm. You relate to that wanting to go home? Yes. You're, you're very much a people person and you're very social. Yeah. But you're saying that maybe when you're happiest is when you're home with your family. Because... Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about your family. How many siblings do you have? I have eight siblings. How many brothers? How many sisters? Three brothers, five sisters. All right. And the you're dead in the middle. Yeah. You're like the fifth job. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's nine of you total. Yeah. Yeah. What's it like being the middle child? Um. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. <laughs> That's a great answer. So, Danielle. As you know, the definition of grit is courage, resolve, and strength of character. Mm -hmm. Tell me 
something about your life that has taught you that? Um, Williams syndrome. Mm-hmm. It's what I was born with. Okay. When I was nine years old, I had to have a heart surgery because my heart wasn't doing so well. Okay. So they had to take me in and they did a huge surgery. And at first it wasn't good, but then they got it together and um, everything went well after that. Uh huh. So what exactly is Williams syndrome? What does that mean? Um, well, when you're born with Williams syndrome, there's one chromosome that's missing out of you. So, And that kind of causes a lot of other complications. Yes. Especially with your heart. Yes. So you, you really have to monitor your heart. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you've been in and out of the hospital because of that. Yes. Over the years. What was that like for you growing up with Williams syndrome? What, what was school like for you? Um, school was good. Where did you go to school? I went to Grand Tosa. I went to Lloyd Street School, Roosevelt Middle School of the Arts, and Milwaukee High School of the Arts. Okay, so you've been everywhere. Yeah. Did you enjoy school growing up? Growing up, sometimes I did. Sometimes I didn't so much. What did you like about it? Um, I liked singing. I liked hanging out with friends. I liked lunchtime. That was fun. Mm-hmm. So you've always been really involved in musical type mm-hmm. things, music mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Were you in choir that whole, in mm-hmm. middle school and high school? Yes. Okay. So you love, you love to sing. Yes, and I love to sing. Your whole family's pretty musical. Yeah. Yeah, I got it from my um, grandmother. My grandmother was an opera singer, and I got my voice from her. That's right. What does a, a normal day look like for you right now, Danielle? Um, just waking up and just getting everything done, and then um, exercising in the afternoon, and then going out with friends or mm-hmm. hanging out at the lobby. In your apartment complex? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're a lot like me in the sense that you have to spend a lot of time really taking care of yourself, right? Like, it's super important for you to mm-hmm. make sure that you're eating healthy, because you're yeah. hard, you have to eat really healthy, mm-hmm. and then you also have to do some form of exercise every yes. day. What exercise do you do? Um, dance, and I also do um, the trampoline, mm-hmm. and um, I walk a lot. Danielle dominates her hip-hop class. How, so how often do you do hip-hop? Um, Monday and Wednesday. And who do you do it with? A teacher named Kelly, who I really admire. Mm-hmm. And then a group of the residents at yes. your, your family's mm-hmm. complex. Yep. And what else do you enjoy doing throughout the week, Danielle? Um, what, what are some things you look forward to? I look forward to seeing my friends. Mm-hmm. I look forward to seeing my best friend, Carrie. Mm-hmm. Another Carrie. Yes. I'm number, Carrie number two, not the best friend. <laughs> yeah, so you, there's a lot of other residents in your apartment complex with mm-hmm. your parents. Yes. Your deluxe apartment mm-hmm. complex. So you chill with people there. Okay. What do you think is the hardest part about having Williams syndrome? Um, people telling you what to do. What do you mean by that? I mean, like, if you're not doing something right and then somebody corrects you. Are you saying, like, when, because you have so many things you have to do to take care of yourself if the first thing they say when they see you is how's your exercise going or medication or etc yeah that's a struggle Mm -hmm. but 
also the fact that like people don't understand what a gift the syndrome that I have is because mm-hmm. I feel like some people are uncomfortable talking to me sometimes or mm-hmm. coming up to me and saying something. Mm-hmm. So, so maybe when you're when you're in public and yeah, people if people don't say hi to you, yeah, or if people don't approach you, yeah, because they might not know what to say. Mm-hmm. That's very hurtful. Mm-hmm. How do you find hope in the midst of that? Or what what is helpful from other people? Um, people talking with me, people people spending time with me. I love that. I just had a forty third birthday, mm-hmm. and there was like about fifty people. Mm-hmm. And they all got to celebrate my birthday with me, which was really fun. Yeah. Party. You love parties. Yes. Why does that bring you hope? Because you can tell that it's happening when you're around those people. You see it. It makes you feel loved. Yeah. Beautiful. Anything else you want the world to know about your story? That I'm gifted. Share more about that, the gift aspect. I have love for people a lot. Mm-hmm. And I know that sometimes it's like, why does she love me or like me or whatever? It's just the way I am. You just have a natural inclination mm-hmm. to love people. I have intuition too with people. You do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of freaky. Um, but I yeah I can attest to that Danielle I think that's been the greatest blessing in getting to know you I think because of who you are you aren't afraid to go to some places that maybe people are often afraid to ask about Mm -hmm. I think the way that some people respond to suffering at times can be just to not bring it up Mm -hmm. because I think that there are good intentions with that Mm -hmm. because you don't want to bring up something difficult or um, obviously like put salt in an old wound or whatever. But I think there can also at times be an aspect of fear in that because what, what are you going to do? How are you going to respond? And are you going to be able to say something that's helpful? Mm -hmm. I, I always feel like you, I actually feel like you draw out, what other people are struggling with. And like you, you make it clear that you want to hear about that. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking of different seasons I've been in when my heart's been tender or I've just been suffering more severely. You just said, how, how is this going? When, when a lot of other people didn't ask. Mm-hmm. And I was just struck by that. And there's been a few other times too. I think two, I can think of two stories uh, when I was just like, really taken aback by that sensitivity you have. Mm-hmm. First of all, I remember one time when I was, <laughs> while I was at the food pantry working, I think Vin had shared with you that like I was particularly in a, in a particularly rough place with my health. And I, it was the summer when I had gone to the hospital mm-hmm. a lot. And you said, I think you said, you just said, how are you feeling? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, ah, this is really difficult. <laughs> I think that I, that's usually how I answer that question. Like, yeah, I don't know. Um, and then you said, yeah, what I have is is really hard too. And 
I didn't feel like in that in that moment I didn't feel like it was like a you know when some people say that it's like a minimizing kind of like what I'm going through mm-hmm. like oh I have hard things too but like the spirit at that time the spirit you were sharing it from was like I'm with you mm-hmm. and I, I truly did feel like you understood part of what I was going through. Mm-hmm. Another weird time you're just freakishly freakishly sensitive <laughs> was at the, I don't know if you remember the Christmas party this year at the mission house mm-hmm. when you were there and I was really, I had a really, really bad migraine, but I also really, really wanted to be with everybody and see everyone. So I was there for like, half an hour and then it was clear that I just needed to leave but mm-hmm. I didn't want to leave mm-hmm. and I, I hadn't I didn't tell anybody that I wasn't feeling well and I didn't tell you that I wasn't feeling well but you just like turned to me when we were when I was eating dinner and you said how are you feeling and I was like uh <laughs> and then you were like I can tell and I was like what the and my pride was like shoot but then I really did realize that I was pushing it and I needed to go and then you were like yeah you do (laughs) so yeah just a lot of people don't have that sensitivity and that don't have that awareness to suffering that you do and I think that is a really huge gift obviously it's not healthy to wallow in the pain or just go there for the sake of Mm self-pity but there is so much power in sharing that and I think that's what genuinely makes it refreshing to Mm -hmm. me to spend time with you because I don't feel like I have to be guarded in any way even even if I am at the point in a place where I don't feel like talking I feel like I can be that way with you and you're Mm -hmm. you're not freaked out yeah well it's funny because um sometimes when I'm around people it's like they think that I don't know what I've really know what's going on sometimes they're like oh you don't know what's going on with me then it's like oh yes I do Mm. I just don't say it but yeah Mm. it's like watch out (laughs) (laughs) that is a huge that's a huge blessing though Mm. to I think to your family and your parents Mm -hmm. that's why everybody loves you at your apartment complex Mm. this year because a lot of times we hold on to our accomplishments mm-hmm. over our success. We define ourselves by that and like we we ignore weakness. And you are not like that. There's one word I really hate and that's the word weird. Mm. Why so? Um because I don't want people to think that I am. I want people to think that I'm funny, not weird or strange. I just want people to think I'm funny when I really try to be. Me too. (laughs) I would like to say hi to my family. (laughs) I miss my family. And I would like to say hi to my, um, my best friend, Carrie. Not me. Hi. (laughs) She's been a big blessing. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. Thanks for doing this, Danielle. Sure, no problem. Good to have you. You too. Oh. 
Thanks so much, everybody, for listening. As always, if you want to know more about me, what this space is about, first of all, you can go back and listen to the very first episode of this podcast, the trailer mini-sode called The Story of Carrie. You can also follow me on Instagram at IChooseGrit, which I try to connect closely with my blog, IChooseGrit.com, and my Facebook page, pretty much anywhere under IChooseGrit. Um, if you are liking what you hear and are willing to share it, That's super helpful for me in terms of promotion. And also, I love hearing your feedback. So let me know what you like, what you don't like, etc. Because I don't really know what I'm doing. Thanks all. Please take care of yourself. God bless. This fruit divert the skirt divert the root the hamburger. This fruit divert the eat divert the sauce, the pickles, and the onions. This fruit divert the hairy born the swirl. Who is that? The Swedish chef. (laughs) From the Muppets? Yes.